Welcome to season two of the Daily Driver podcast presented by ThisIsBracketRacing.com. I'm your host, Luke Bogacki. Door car drivers, we are continuing our discussion on the, the perfect weapon. And if you have decided that the perfect weapon for you will never be a dragster, <laughs> you're speaking my language, all right? I'm all about the door slammers. So let's talk about it from that aspect. We're going to run a door car. We, as I mentioned on the last episode, it is my opinion that there is an advantage to be had on the door car side if you've got really, truly elite quality equipment, right? The discrepancy on the door car side is a little bit bigger than that on the dragster side. That can be exploited if we've got a great door car. So with that in mind, what's the best way to go about having a great door car? As I said initially in this series, obviously, my opinions are very subjective, but also rooted in a lot of experience. So take this for what it will, what you will. And recently in, in This Is Bracket Racing Elite, part of the reason that I'm, I'm doing this, like what spurred on a lot of this thought, was we had a conversation on one of our live calls that included myself, my co-instructor Justin Lamb, and our, our guest instructor for this quarter in This Is Bracket Racing Elite, Matt Dattis. And I asked Justin and Matt this question, like, what is the ultimate door car. And as you might have guessed, there couldn't have been more of a juxtaposition in their responses. Fairly predictable. Matt said the best uh, top ball bracket door car is basically his car, right? An ex super stock car, small block Chevrolet on alcohol running somewhere between 580 and 610. Meanwhile, <laughs> Justin weighed in and said, in my opinion, the, the best weapon, the best tool for the job would be basically a, a copy of a, a Racetech Roadster that he just built and recently sold, or I said built a couple years ago, recently sold, a blown buggy, left-hand steer buggy, three-speed, going 450s. You couldn't, have, you couldn't have more polar arguments, right? And they each made a compelling case. Obviously, it is difficult to argue with the success in recent years of Matt Dattis. And I can just tell you firsthand from Justin's combo, like he didn't necessarily go win the million dollar race in that, but he only raced it a handful of times. And when, when one of our trips out West, I raced with him a fair amount, was behind him watching that thing go down the track a fair amount. It's really, really impressive. Like 450s in a buggy, unbelievably consistent down not great tracks and adverse weather conditions. And the, basically the car was just flat nasty and its current owner already having tremendous success in it. So there is a case to be made on both sides. And speaking for myself personally, while my own combinations don't exactly mirror that of Matt's car or of Justin's car, kind of similar. Like, I feel like I kind of have the best of both worlds in my my own buggy, my Charlie Stewart race cars Corvette, typically goes high 460s, low 470s, and my tried and true Vega that runs, I want to say 620s. It doesn't go 620s. It goes 629. It's been on 629 for six freaking months, right? So as a result of that, I feel like I'm, I'm uniquely qualified to speak on this, right? My 
My, my vega is more or less what Matt outlined, a tick slower than what he said was his optimal range. And he actually made a really good case for going a little bit faster. Uh, my vega, like say 629, Matt said the ultimate car would be like in the 590-60 range. And I'm like, ah, what's the difference? It's two tenths. And he said, no, no, like the, the percentage of time that I chase dialed six flat versus when I was dialed 625 is pretty monumental. There's just a lot of cars in that window. He thinks, you know, for all of the reasons that most of us think the faster car is an advantage, he says like, that makes a big swing. So I get that. Meanwhile, my Corvette, more or less what Justin outlined. Like, again, not quite as fast. I'm going 470s versus his 450s. And the, the major discrepancy there that he really pushed was the consistency and the adjustability of that baby blower setup on alcohol. But regardless, from a broad sense, like I've got the fast buggy and I've got the, the slow wheelie truck in the Vega. And both of my cars, really, really good. Both of my cars, fun as hell to drive in their own unique way. Like I am going to wheelie past the 60 foot or I'm going to go 470s in a buggy. Both awesome. Like I am grinning ear to ear when I hit the finish line, whether my wind light comes on or not. That's the reason that I just prefer door cars over dragsters. Okay? But let's take each of them independently because the truth is in my Corvette, in my Vega, like I make similar runs repeatedly in both of them. They're really good cars. I'm the same driver. Like if you just stacked up, if we had a package contest, there's not much difference between the package that I can consistently lay down in my Corvette and the package that I consistently lay down in my Vega. So which one's better? Let's take the argument for something like the Vega first. It makes just as good a runs as something like the Corvette in a much more cost-effective way, both in terms of initial investment like something like that Corvette, something like Justin's Roadster, expensive to build. But also like just the cost of competition and something like that, it's a lot like just to go down the racetrack. It's my Vega is easier to drive. It is much less stressful. Not to say my Corvette doesn't scare me, but you stage up going 470s in a buggy, like you just have to think about and pay attention to things that you don't have to think about going 630, right? So there's less stress. My Vega is easier to work on. It's more easily double entered. It can easily be a one man show where my Corvette is, it's just not, right? All of those things that my Corvette is basically not. Now, the other side of this, the argument for my Corvette or something like it, like a purpose built tube chassis fast door car is just that, it's really fast, right? That can be a double-edged sword. Like I, I said in the, in the previous episode, like just the laws of physics say that the faster car should be slightly more consistent. Um, it's also like faster than the majority of opponents. So they have a hard time judging the finish line, but that's a double-edged sword because so do I, right? Like in most cases, it's a 20 to 25 mile an hour difference. Now, the good news is it's really, really good. Um, the bad news is it has to be because there's so much speed discrepancy. Like I'm not going to do a great job of driving the finish line in it typically either. The biggest advantage in my opinion to something like my Corvette is not that, like not that I'm the faster car, not that it's easier to drive the finish line, not even that it's as or more consistent. It's the fact that it's so freaking fast and I think that there is an intimidation factor to it, right? From my opponent's standpoint. So like I said, I make similar runs in either car in terms of the quality of runs, the packages that I'm laying down. And, but by and large with that said, and granted it's a relatively small sample size, 
I've had more success the little bit that I've bracket raced with my Corvette. And I think that's simply because it's much harder to race against. Like when I stage at my Vega and I'm dialed 629, most opponents are within half a second of me and most are faster where it's easy. It's there. They are at their most comfortable, right? You're dialed. Conversely, if you're dialed 580 and I'm dialed 471, like that's a different mindset, right? I'm not even talking about who's driving the finish line better. Like I said before, it's difficult for both of us. Maybe it's a slight advantage to me because I basically get to look at that similar spot every time that I stage my Corvette, whereas my opponent in the other lane's probably not getting chased like that more than once or twice a day. But from the other lane, like when it's a near heads up race, there is a level of comfort knowing that, hey, if my car moves five thousandths or a hundredth, like my opponent's gonna be right beside me, like I can still make the right decision. That's a lot harder to do when I'm barreling up on you at 30 plus mile per hour, right? So that, that sense of security, it goes away when you're racing against something like my Corvette just because it's so freaking fast. So simplest way that I could sum that up, like when I have success in my Vega, like I, I legit gotta beat everybody. I think I can, I can make as good a runs in as I can my Corvette. In the vet, I feel like I get, have gotten a few rounds because the competition beats themselves. Like that level of intimidation, I think is the biggest argument for going to something like my Corvette, some purpose-built tube chassis, overpowered, fast door car.